We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you spectacular soul. I'm so honored to be hanging out with you for a little while today here on Empower Radio. So have you ever wondered what the purpose of life really is? And have you ever struggled with the concept of death, someone else's or your own? I don't really know how you cannot, because the concept of ceasing to exist is really unfathomable. So why are we here? There are many thoughts, concepts, and ideas around this. I like to believe we're here to have fun and experience being a spiritual being, having a human experience. But when you look around, most people don't seem to be having a great time here on planet Earth. So I'm really excited to explore these questions, topics, and much more with my very wise, incredibly wonderful, and amazing guest here today. I had her on a show when I first started my program about four years ago and loved basking in her up-leveled consciousness and brilliance. And I knew I wanted her back here one day. We had her on a little while ago. She's back again, and I'm very honored and very excited. We're here with Mata Eliza Dalian. She's a world-renowned luminary and master of healing and personal transformation. She's a mystic, medical intuitive, spiritual teacher, and the founder of the revolutionary Dalian Method. She's also the award-winning, best-selling author of In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness. Mata began her quest for truth at the age of five when she witnessed her grandfather's death. At that point, she became aware of her own mortality and began to contemplate life's existential questions. Who am I? Where have I come from? And where will I go when I die? At the age of 24, Mata left behind her training in education and architecture and devoted herself full-time to the search for truth. After years of meditation and introspection, she was blessed with several profound experiences that ultimately led her to a powerful awakening at the age of 33. Today, Mata has been likened to a human x-ray machine. With razor-sharp accuracy, she's able to see through the layers of people's unconscious and identify the causes of pain, disease, and suffering. Mata now shares her wisdom through the Dalian Method seminars, workshops, online courses, retreats, private sessions, and coach and facilitator training. So I love that you're sharing your wisdom with the world and empowering people in such an amazing way, Mata. Thank you for being here today. Hello, beautiful Tammy. Beautiful Mata. I just love dancing with you and having these conversations with you. What you speak of gives me goosebumps constantly. And again, speak so deeply of profound capital T truth. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we're just going to go for some big questions here because, you know, I think all of us must struggle with them, if not consciously, unconsciously or subconsciously. So, Mata, from your perspective, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is just in living, really. <laughs> I thought it would take a little longer to answer that. Now I'm going to have to focus more questions. <laughs> There is no other purpose, just living and learning and growing and transforming and expanding consciousness. I love that. You know, and I've gone through different phases of what I thought it was. 
you know, I used to think it was an it was a school, and I do believe we're here to learn. I do believe we're here to clean up our karma from maybe past experiences and past you know um, choices. But I've gotten to the point where now I really believe I'm here to have fun. I'm here to enjoy myself. But I don't know if a lot of people really think that way. This is the problem. You know, we 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 by nature we are free. By nature, we are meant to. Well, we all come, first of all, we all come out of, we're born out of creation. Mm-hmm. And creation in its ultimate center is joy. Because every time we create something, we feel the joy. Yes. We feel suddenly the ego is not there and we feel expansiveness. Well, everything in existence is created that way, including, including who we are comes from that joy. If Even if we go to the basic material level, your mother and father were having fun, having sex, and enjoying themselves, and you were conceived. So everything starts, the base starts in joy, but then what happens when the mind comes in, conditionings come, come in, greed comes in, and the fear comes in, then we lose our joy, we lose our capacity or ability to start having fun and celebrating. And yeah, whenever, and as you say that, the word that comes forward for me is that sense of separation. Well, the separation is there from the moment of your birth. Yes. Because the moment you're thrown out of your mother's womb, you do feel separated. You do feel you're being thrown out of a paradise that the you were living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't have to do anything, and your survival was taken care of. Everything was... Perfect, and suddenly you're thrown out and you're on your own. So that's the first experience of separation. But like they say, unless the fish is thrown out of the ocean, the fish does not realize it's in the ocean. So (laughs) we need that experience in order to come full circle to realize that I am not separate. But then we realize that with consciousness, not with the mind. Yes. And I love that full circle, you know, I'm a mandala facilitator and I think that is such um, a wonderful representation or analogy of what's going on here. And to me, the journey to center is about remembering and aligning with our, our, our higher self or source. So here's another big question because we're going for the big questions today. Do you think being human is a choice? I think everything is a choice and there is a choice to be incarnated in a physical form, and ultimately there's a a bigger picture and a bigger choice. The existence itself needs to expand consciousness, and it has created the human body in order to give the energy that's incarnated in, in the body an opportunity to transform that energy from unconsciousness into consciousness, in other words, into self-realized consciousness. Mm-hmm. Knowing thyself, knowing who you are, knowing that I am the truth, I am not separate from the universe, and I'm not talking about intellectual knowing, I'm talking about the inner knowing. Once we know that, that's where we come to the full circle, we recognize that I am the source, I cannot be separate from the source. And in that realization is where relaxation happens, let go happens, surrender happens. Suddenly embracing life as it is 
happens that you don't have to struggle with anything because you know it's another phase of evolution that you're going through, expansion of consciousness, and then you realize that I do have a choice. Mm. Do I want to yeah, come back Yeah, and as you're saying that, what I'm hearing not? is we just release our resistance, our suffering ceases because we're just kind of flowing with it. That sounds well, lovely. The ego, the ego <laughs> drops, right? The ego basically yes. understands. You, you, consciousness supersedes the ego in that state. Consciousness understands yes. what is the ego and how the ego creates separation. And, and now for the big question as we're heading there, how do we transform the ego to come into the state of full consciousness only by going through the death of the ego. Obviously, if we have to, if if we want to know something, we have to let go of something else. We cannot bring a belief and expect to learn something. It's like having your fist closed and you want to to know something, to put something more there, but there's nothing that could be put in there because your fist is closed. Yeah, we the have to empty you, our cup to fill it up, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the moment you open it, suddenly you're letting go of your attachment to the ego. And the big question is, we talked about death, and what is death? We don't understand even what death is. We, we're afraid of it, we don't understand why we're afraid of it. Basically, if we look deeper, nobody's afraid of death, really. But what is afraid of death is the ego. Mm-hmm. Because in our soul, we know the soul, the spirit, consciousness knows there is no death. Right. But the ego is always afraid of death, and ego never wants to look at death. Why? Because in death, all the attachments disappear. You have to let go of all your attachments. And ego does not want to do that. Ego does not like to let go of attachments to people, to things, to ideas, because that's what feeds the ego. And then many people are on a spiritual path. They think, well, I'm doing this, I'm meditating, etc., etc. But they're fooling themselves because unless they look at those attachments and be willing to let go, no matter how much you sit and meditate to, to find your inner stillness or quiet the mind, you're still playing a game with yourself or the ego is playing a game in a very subtle way. Think, making you think that you're spiritual now, everything is good now, and we're, we're still alive. Right. So I love everything you're saying, and I know it, this is the truth. Something I have found, well, I've struggled with, and I see with clients and stuff, because, okay, we know we're, we're God. We know we're consciousness, but we're still on planet Earth. And I need to be responsible for taking care of my connection to source. So I have to deal with boundaries. So do you think there's such thing as healthy ego? Oh, absolutely. We have to come to the healthy ego. Mm-hmm. And that's precisely what uh, I talked about in the first book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, that most of the people that are struggling, they're stuck in the wounded ego. Yes, and the I wounded ego. agree. Yeah, it needs to be healed. That's why I call it healing into consciousness. And the wounded ego must be healed in order for it to become what is a healthy ego. The healthy ego recognizes that I'm enough unto myself. I can take care of myself. I don't need people's approval or disapproval. If people disagree with me, it's not my problem. I don't have to fit in to anybody's ideas. I (laughs) I love what you're saying. Oh, my God. I don't have to defend my position. 
Yeah, that's right. That's the healthy ego, and everybody must come there because can you imagine? How can you let go of the wounded ego? It's not possible. It's like a a fruit on a tree. It's not ripe. It's not going to fall. But it needs to become healthy first, and then once you've lived your individuality, this is what healthy ego means. It means living your individuality. It means... Give me goosebumps. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Say that again. (laughs) Healthy ego means living your individuality. And yes, in I got them again. That's awesome. I say uh, all the time, we need to find our authentic shape. And we're here right. to be different. That's if God wanted us to be all in a box or all like Canadian geese, I mean, they look the same to me. They might not think so to each other. Um, <laughs> but he could have made us that way, but he didn't. I think we're supposed to be different. That's the point. Exactly. To enjoy our personal, exactly. unique expression of the divine that each of us are. That's right, and everybody brings their own gifts. And their yeah, their gifts. own magic, their own gifts, their own unique presence and shape and celebration. So I love what you're saying. It really, it's what I've come to personally. So it's always fun to connect with somebody else who kind of came to some of the same conclusions. Well, of course, <laughs> and also, how do you, how can you live your gifts? Just look at it for a second. How can okay. you live your gifts if you haven't found your individuality and, and if you cannot say, well, sorry, if you don't agree with me, but this is... This, I, I trust my intuition. I trust my own inner knowingness and awareness, and I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. You need that place of individuality in order to live your gifts and in order to find your life purpose. Because people look for life purpose and they don't understand how are you going to live your life purpose if you haven't found your inner strength. That's so true, you know, and it's funny because a lot of the things that I say and teach, like I'll send out a newsletter and people will want to come back and have debates with me. And I'm like, it's, it's, you know, it's just my opinion. You can send out your email. I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) That's right. So I, I'm, I'm on the fence with this thing. It's like, do I respond to this or do I not? Or what do I say? So everything you're saying, my husband's like, don't let him hook you. (laughs) You know, you, you don't need to do that. You don't need to defend yourself. You're, your perspective is valid as everyone's is. Exactly. And not only that, Tammy, um, the, the thing is we need to realize that arguments are always coming from the ego. The oh, that's person, another good one. Arguments are always coming from the ego. I'm writing that down. The moment a person is in their heart, is in their intelligence, there is nothing to argue because you know the truth. The truth is the same. It's like a, a light in a lampshade. There's different lampshades, but the light inside the lampshade is the same. So, <laughs> That's so awesome. once you know it, you connect with Once you're in your truth, how can you not recognize that truth in somebody else? But once you're in your head, of course, you're going to argue for forever and you're never going to find any satisfaction either. It doesn't feel good. You know, there's always this againstness. And I mean, I think joy comes from that sense of connection and, and the celebration, heart, the, not the againstness, heart. not fighting, not being right and wrong, just heart connection. Exactly. And how do we get into the heart? We cannot be in the heart just thinking to be in the heart. It how do we get into in- the heart, Mata? Here's another big question. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll come back to that. Inner, inner consciousness and, and individuality. Only individuals can be in their heart. Mm-hmm. Only somebody who can say, I am not going to compromise my truth can be in their heart and can recognize somebody else who is in their heart. Because once you, once you honor yourself, how can you dishonor somebody else? 
Oh my gosh, that's so good. You have so many like tweetable quotes and, and, and stuff coming out. You're just, you're just flowing with wisdom. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. I feel like you're taking me to the next level. So I think this is really such wonderful wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing this, Mata. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, anything I can, I can bring a little bit more light in. And, and this is the thing, Tammy, you're understanding what I'm saying from your intelligence. This is a good example. Mm-hmm. So you're, what, what I'm saying resonates because you know these things yourself. Yes. I'm just it's waking them it's up. It's capital T truth again. So it's like, yeah. that's why as you speak, I'm a wash and goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine that's true for anybody that's hanging out with us here right now. It's like so many of these things you're saying, it's just like, it's such profound truth. And I think we get those goosebumps because it's a recognition on, you know, the physiological level. It hits our nervous system. And it's like, yes, yes. That's yes. right. That's right. Yes. Which is a proof that, that everybody comes knowing. So look inside, find your inner knowing, and, and you're good. You don't have to look outside for, you know, answers. They're all inside you. It feels so good when we can trust that and relax into that and believe that and know that, live our life from that knowingness. Well, that's the work. The work is basically starting to peel away all the conditionings that prevent you from actually looking in and finding the answers. And that's, that's what makes the work a little bit hard in the beginning. But once you learn the way, mm-hmm. then it becomes a joy because then you want to explore deeper. You want to know yourself yes. more. You want yes. to go into those um, deeper layers of the cobwebs and see what's actually hiding there. Because every, every little step into your unconscious is a, a magical discovery of your inner truth. And that's how you also discover your inner strength and power. So there's no, there's no shortcut. You can't get there with the mind. And that's why with my method, I love about, this is precisely what I love about this method that actually helps you get excited about going into your body, finding those places that are hidden, have been hidden for a long time, discovering it, and this is what's called self-discovery, self-realization. Mm-hmm. This is how you become a knower of thyself. And, and what you're saying to me brings me back to this, this core principle and truth, the kingdom of heaven is within. That's right. That's right. But it's you know easier said than done, so we need to actually get business and do something about it not just well, talk i think about your it. book and your method ushers people to that kingdom of heaven within it's like it guides them there it's like you you gently take their hands and guide them to that space well it's more than guiding it's actually uh the method gives people the experience and this yes. is why it's revolutionary this is why it's a new paradigm is because it does not use the mind it does not use imagination it does not use any Sort of, even though I'm guiding them through step by step, I'm asking them to do something. I'm not just uh, asking them to listen to me. Yeah, and they're participating guidance. with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's empowering. To be an observer isn't as empowering as being a participant. Giving our power away to, I think, you know, for me with the doctors and trying to look for the answers outside of myself. I mean, it, it, what really helped me was hearing things that resonated as my own inner truths. And mm-hmm. as I've done that, now I just relax into my own inner truth through the meditation, through just sitting and, you know, because I believe when we ask the question, we can allow the answer to bubble up 
from that well of wisdom within. We need to trust that it's there. We need to keep experimenting, exploring, and playing with that. That's right. And for that, you need courage. Yes. And because courage. you're going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And for courage to be there, you need more light to be inside you. Because And I feel like that's what's going on for me, Mata, is I've done this kind of work. I feel like the light was on. It was a little flame. You know, when I had the chronic fatigue, it was a very little flame. But as mm-hmm. I've done this work that you speak of, I feel like that flame has, like, the wattage has turned up Increased. and it's gotten larger and larger and larger. Exactly. And it's exactly. healed me from the inside out. Exactly. And that's exactly, exactly what happens. And that's the path. That's the true path. And I you love the true path. With, yeah. <laughs> you cannot do it with your head. You couldn't have done it with your head. There, no. there, your spirit needed to be involved. Yes. Of course, your mind is involved in a way that a mind is a mechanism and we can use that as a tool. It's like a computer. So we can, we can have certain... Um, logical explanation or logical understanding about things, but that's still not enough. So we need to use a combination of everything, the mind, the spirit, consciousness, body, emotions, everything all at the same time in order to come to that truth because everything is part of that truth. Nothing is separate from the truth. Exactly. I mean, I'm a holistic life counselor. It is about being really whole in body, mind, and spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the quote from Lotsu, be really whole and all things will come to you. And to me, that's residing in the center of the mandala and loving ourselves, liking ourselves, finding our authentic shape, letting that light brighten up. And I feel from that place that the world bows to me. The path rises to meet my feet. There's so much grace and so much synchronicity. To me, this feels like heaven on earth. So once you realize that, then you pass that on. And that's what you're doing. And that's beautiful. Yeah, and I think that's use, what we're both doing. I think Mandela, there's, a lot of, it's a there's a lot more tool. people doing this nowadays than I think than in the last five, ten years. I think it's just going to keep expanding, don't you? It is expanding. And at the same time, there's, I, I don't know if you, if you um, remember reading the epilogue in my first book. Remind but, me, because it was four years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> that was... I saw it, and this was in 1990. I saw how there was the struggle between light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about light and darkness, it's, it's purely that. Light being consciousness and darkness being unconsciousness. And there's nothing to say this is good, this is bad. It's not about something good, something bad. It's about, actually to me, it's about living life fully. And if you're conscious, you can live fully. If you're unconscious, you live in a very sort of dungeon place. So my vision was that I saw there was a small ball of light in the middle of this cosmic darkness. And then instantaneously, there were almost hundreds of light streams entering this small ball of light. And suddenly this light grew. And as you were entering the... The, that light, the stream was losing its ego identity. So suddenly the light grew and there was a moment of standstill. And in that moment of standstill, there was, and you could tell the darkness is fighting to stay dark because obviously darkness is full of fear. And in that moment of standstill, there was this feeling of, okay, the, now it's the, the scale is almost... Equal, how's the scale going to tip? Which way it's going to tip? 
And within seconds, there was this one last stream of light that was almost forcibly pulled into that ball of light, and the scale tipped. And obviously, the light was victorious. And this, after seeing this, I had a very good, almost like this sense of we don't have to go through doom and gloom and destruction. There is a possibility right. that we can actually bring in more. More consciousness is what's going to save the planet. Right. I love everything you're saying. I feel like I need to have you back on the show to talk about this. Because <laughs> oh, I, I believe you, we did come it's from fun. the light and we're going to go to the light. Whether we all go at the same time or one at a time, there's, we're going home. There's no place else to go. To light and love is the only place there really is. We came here to have the experience of being separate, the duality, the light and the dark, to have that experience of being the demigods of our reality. But we're going home. <laughs> That's right. And, and it's inevitable. The paradox is we are home. We just don't know we are. I know <laughs> I'm home and I think you do too. <laughs> so the work is, the only work is really is to go into the darkness, understand that actually this is not you. Uh, and even start with that understanding. The fear is not me. The emotions is not me. All my beliefs is not me. Even if you start intellectually, this is where the mind can be helpful. And we could use the mind to help us. And start start even from that place. Then start going into the unconscious. And more light will come in, just like you said. You felt more light growing. And then you can go through the tunnel. You could go into darker areas. And then it becomes fun. Then you go, you know, I can handle anything. And that's the point. We come back to joy. Exactly. All right, Mata, we have to stop here. But I need to have you back on again because I think we could just continue this conversation to keep growing our light and helping other people claim and grow their light and dance in this place of oneness and unity and joy. And gosh, thank you so much for hanging out today. You kind of made my, my day, my week, my month, my life. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. And to my listeners, thank you for hanging out with us. Be in touch, Tammy B, PhD. Grab a copy of Mata's book. Check her out. Check out her website. Do a shout out again real quick, Mata. Where's your website? Madadalian.com, M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. All right. Let's keep dancing and journeying onward and upward in celebration. God bless you. We love you. Bye for now.